Hey everyone, there's no funny quote this week. I just wanted to take the time to remind everybody that Kyle really sucks. Into the fourth mother box. I am coming live from Orlando, Florida still. Yes, thank you very much. Now I'm surrounded in my office by all my vintage collection, black series, and DC multiverse action figures. It feels more like home and I feel protected, except Dark Side staring right at me right now, and it's pretty creeping me the fuck out. Um, but I am Tom Oakery, and I'm joined always by my co-host, Kyle Casantino. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? I am doing just great. Great on skates, just great, great. on skates. Yeah, just well. How was your week? You were saying you were saying you were having a tough week before we started recording here. What the hell's going on? Well, you know, it's that whole back to school thing. It's uh, for some reason both of my jobs were just like busy on steroids because at the, at the college that I work at. Uh, everybody waits to the last minute to get uh, to come to college and speak with a counselor. And then uh, I think people lose their shit. So they also go to a private practice and meet with a counselor to talk about. It. So I get I get double whammy. OK, you get double dipped per se. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But um, how's the uh, is, is it still is it still hot as balls out in Chicago? It was yeah. My car said a hundred today, so it's it's a little warm. It's a little Good bit Lord. warm. I'm sure, it's not like anything like Florida. I would imagine. No, it's been it's been like in steady in like the ninety two, ninety three hot humidity when you sit in that sun. Um, it was hotter than hell at Epcot last Sunday, but it was it was worth it uh, to walk out of there thirty five pounds heavier. <laughs> well, but, yeah. I. Does it offset like all the food that you eat because it's so hot out and you walk so much, like eat like 50 pounds worth of food, but because you're walking so much and you're in the heat, you just like drop it, you know, before you leave. That That's essentially what I tell myself to justify the gluttony. So, yes. It's funny. Like when we went in 2019. I remember eating so much and we walked. It was like. I don't know, 25,000 steps a day. So it was like almost 20 miles or some something crazy. At and I, I still gained five pounds. And I'm like, how the fuck did I gain five pounds uh, when I get home? But I, I guess it makes sense because it was really the Tusker house that, <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember, but like when we walked out of there, I was just like, I could barely walk because I was just so filled with food. Oh, the Tusker House will do that to you. And thank God it's coming back open. It's been down for too long. I think I hopefully next time I get a chance to visit Animal Kingdom, it'll be open. Got to visit. Got to walk out of there feeling like I'm going to be followed by a TLC reality TV show any moment now. Got to feel like that. (laughs) Got to feel like that. I feel like the world isn't going to be right until the Tusker House is uh, open again. And I know I've said that before, but I just have to keep reiterating that. This is true. This is true. What I can't wait 
to be open as the three broomsticks and um, everything else that goes along with uh, the world of Harry Potter. Because I am finally going to Universal Orlando tomorrow as an annual pass holder. Can you believe that? That's just fucking crazy. So what, I, you know what, I've never really looked into it. So is an annual pass holder means you can just go whenever you want and except for like blackout dates or something like that? You are correct, except the plan that Courtney and I selected has no blackout dates uh, for us specifically. We didn't take like the most expensive tier. We took the one like right below it. Um, as long as it didn't have any blackout dates and free parking like after your first visit, decent amount of uh, discounts on like merchandise and like resort stays for Universal. So it would seem pretty worth it. So yeah, we can just up and go like we're going to go tomorrow. And then if we decided we wanted to go like on a random Wednesday, we could just up and go on Wednesday as long as they haven't reached like park capacity. But yep, we can just go whenever. Are they are they bringing back Halloween Horror Nights? Because that was absolutely excellent. I went there, uh, I think, in 2018, but I know they didn't do it last year because of the dumb fucking piece of shit fuckface virus. <laughs> uh, yes, they are doing Halloween Horror Nights this this year, and they have specific houses. Um, I think it's, is it like 30 years? No. No, yeah, it is. It is. 30 years of Scream. Is that it? For yeah, Universal. They um, uh, so these are the houses, and and I've I've never experienced Halloween horror, horror nights before. I think you did once, right, Kyle? Right. Yeah. So I went there. I was saying, like, I went there in 2018, and you know, I, I would say this: that the haunted houses were a little bit underwhelming because I felt like, you know, I don't know, you don't, they didn't, they don't like really get professional actors and like makeup and stuff like that i mean it was good it was really good i think the decorations and just the ambiance of it which would that's what really sold me i mean it was really that was really cool i mean i remember they had they obviously they had a halloween one um halloween four and then they had a strangers things a stranger things one where you just walk through these haunted houses and the sets are you know kind of decently decorated but i i feel like it's just it's it was a little underwhelming for Universal. I, I, you know, here's this theme park that is just kind of like the one and only. Well, I mean, I know they got one in, uh, you know, California too. But I just, I remember thinking, I'm like, this kind of seems like a regular haunted house. It's not like any different. But, I mean, even despite that fact, it was still cool. I think one of the really cool things is that when you walk through the park, and it was right by Harry Potter, they had uh, killer clowns from outer space. And I don't know if huh. you've ever seen but. Just like it was kind of like it wasn't a house. It was just kind of like a like a strip, um, kind of like kind of like a walkway where they just decorated. And they, they had like the, the killer clowns. And they looked, the costumes would look really cool. So and I, and I love the merchandise and uh, that they had because it's it's all reflective of, you know, all the horror movie properties that they own. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge horror movie fan. So like I. I if there's a really popular horror movie, I probably have seen it. So this is like my this is like my home. So if it's if it's back this year, I, I just might have to come out in October, some, sometime in September, October, it, to uh, to see it, and also obviously go to the greatest place in the world, the Magic no, Kingdom. Absolutely, and we'd have to make a stop on Bot Two as well, um, because why not? But also, oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. So Halloween. Halloween Horror Nights is coming back. Uh, do you watch The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? Yes, and I have a review of that. Do you want to hear that? Yes, I do. It's uh, kind of similar to some of the other reviews that I gave for certain things in the past. 
<clears throat> Riveting. Does that sum it up for you? It it does. Well, I don't know if this will if this if you'll like this or not, but the haunting of Hill House will have a haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Let me let me say this. That that's not that bad. I mean, the first the first season was decent, and everybody raved about it. But I was just like, this is pretty basic i mean it's didn't really like redefine anything uh you know and and i don't know i just it's basic bitch horror that's what i would call it but it was it was a decent watch it it didn't really like i don't know it wasn't really something where i'm like this sets the bar you know what i mean like you want to see something in the past six years that really sets the bar i would say it follows that would be something that i would say and i missed that one i missed it for a couple years and somebody told me about it and i watched it like Oh my God, this is brilliant. But um, that's not that bad. I mean, the first one, I mean, you could really make a haunted house out of that. I could see, I could definitely see it. It's popular. It's a Netflix series. So that might be kind of cool. The second season of Haunting on Hill House, I started watching it. And it was like, it was so fucking stupid. It was so fucking, it was, <laughs> it was the dumbest shit ever. They didn't even, it wasn't even like really scary. It was, it was more of a kind of like a story, but it was kind of like a story with like scary features in the background that you barely saw. And I'm just like, what was the purpose of this? Because this was terrible. Uh, so it's like if Marvel made a, made a horror movie, got it pretty anyway. Much. much. Anyway, there's going to be the, the mayor of this, of the big city you live nearby is going to have a, her own haunted house, Beetlejuice, um, the Texas chainsaw massacre, um, the bride of Frankenstein lives, Halloween Horror Night icons captured. So I guess a whole bunch of icons from Halloween Horror Nights past are doing a haunted house. Interesting. Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. Huh. In Carrie, bad things just happen. No one escapes from the small town beset by an endless parade of bloodthirsty creatures and maniacs. All right. That sounds interesting. Case Files Unearthed. Legendary Truth is another house. The Wicked gr- wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. All right. That, that could be creepy if you don't like pumpkins. Puppet Theater, that could freak a lot of fucking people out. And Reve- <laughs> Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, apparently, is a, it's its own house. So, wow. that, yeah, those are those are all the houses at um, Halloween Horror Nights. And Courtney and I are going to, you know, we're not huge into horror. And I know specifically Courtney's not big into haunted houses. And I'm not big into them either. I mean, I've had a really, I had a really bad experience with a haunted house once. I, it actually might have been with you. Was it Statesville Haunted Prison? Did you Where shit it, your pants? I no, I I did not shit my pants. No, but it was Statesville Haunted Prison, and I think it get. I mean, it's dark as hell. It's 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 a haunted house for God's sake. And then you just like the walls just I keep closing in on you, and the 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 roof was coming down, and you were just like forced to a crawl in the pitch black. That was like one of the last haunted houses I ever did because I'm six foot two and I was about that when when we did this. So I was incredibly claustrophobic. So I I can't do anything like that anymore. Well, I was thinking like you would have it was something like terrible, like you dropped your pretzel or ice cream or something like that. I would never drop my ice cream or pretzel in a haunted house. I don't care how scary or how low the ceiling gets. You dropped your ice cream when we played that uh air hockey game remember and i won because <laughs> you you like we were playing and and uh 
the ice cream was about to fall over and instead of like guarding the goal you just like dove for the ice cream and, and well, so of course of course I, mean, I dove for fucking ice cream I mean, of course it's over for an ice cream. It's I'm trying to save the ice cream versus losing a game to, to Blondie McFuckface across the street from me over there uh, on um playing air hockey. So the ice cream, which I lost, thanks to you, and I lost the game, so which I'm still contesting as cheating. I, I, I demand a urine or a blood or a hair sample from that evening, sir. I believe you are on HGH, but I am I am protesting the the end result and and we're still waiting on that. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, at least it wasn't a Wendy's Frosty. I mean, that that would have been like the worst, or a Mickey Pretzel. I mean, I mean, nobody ever should ever drop a Mickey Pretzel. No, it, <laughs> that's Speaking like that's drop. like seventh level of hell type of like nightmare scenario. Speaking of dropping something, and you'll appreciate this. There's this video of Winnie the Pooh, like Courtney showed me today. Drop like at Walt Disney World, he dropped his honey. Like like bucket and he couldn't he kept trying to pick it up but he kept kicking it with his feet so he couldn't pick it up it was hilarious because <laughs> especially since oh. Winnie the Pooh's fat so oh my God send that to me please All send right. that to me. All right I'll find it but let's get gone and going because while it was a busy week for both of us it was an incredibly interesting week for the comic book world and finally and are do you believe it we're actually going to start the fourth mother box with Marvel news. <laughs> We're actually going to start with something with Marvel. I can't believe it. This is we're, we're breaking ground here. This is history. The fourth mother box is going to open up because finally, ladies and gentlemen, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer finally motherfucking dropped. And it dropped late at night. Um, as, at least for me on the East Coast, I was already uh, tucked away deep in asleep, and my phone was blowing up uh, because the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer released. I got a chance to catch it in the morning. Kyle had seen it before me. Um, I've watched this about four times. Kyle, I know you you were really, really, really big and in, in so invested in in this trailer finally dropping. So I want to give you the floor first. What you know? What are your thoughts? Because this this they jam packed a lot in in only like two and a half minutes. Well, let me say that I just read that this broke a world record for the most streamed movie trailer in 24 hours in history, and it beat out Avengers Endgame. Whereas Ooh. Avengers Endgame had 289 million or something like that streams in 24 hours. Spider-Man No Way Home had 355 million streams in 24 hours. And I can't even believe that because you would think Avengers Endgame, like the ending of this saga of like 19 films would have been like the most watched trailer, but this one was this one was more. And I and honestly though, I, I can kind of I, if anything was going to dethrone Avengers Endgame, it had to be this trailer because it was very anticipated. We we heard so many different things over the uh, last two years about what this was going to be, and there were so many rumors, and and um, and we finally got it. And oh, man, th- it really jam packed a lot. And and what's the most interesting thing about it is that Tom Holland came out and said that was just the tip of the iceberg. And of of what's to come in this movie, and being that he's probably the the one person in Marvel that has leaked the most uh, spoilers in the past because he he can't shut his mouth. They probably have Tom Holland like locked in a room somewhere until December twenty, whatever it comes out. So what I really liked about this trailer is that we're seeing we're finally seeing the multiverse, something that we really have barely heard about 
in Marvel's history. And not only that, we're getting the past of Spider-Man coming back to play. It's like our childhood. I mean, I, I'll never forget being in the theater. And I remember seeing the Spider-Man 1 trailer in the theater. And this was the one right before 9-11. And we were like uh, maybe 14 or 15 when we saw this. But I remember seeing it. And he, uh, they had the, it was when the trailer had Spider-Man create a big web between the Twin Towers. And then 9-11 happened and they had to get rid of that trailer, obviously. So, I, man, I am just absolutely blown away by everything that I saw. I'm super excited. This is, this is like breaking ground. It's, it's something that's going to, I think, going to really set the bar because we really haven't seen too much multiverse in general. I mean, maybe obviously in the TV show verse, but nobody really cares about that. Um, <laughs> so my, my biggest thing, uh, surprise was Willem, Willem, Willem Dafoe's entrance into there. And we're all assuming that it's him. And you know what's funny? And I read this a couple weeks ago that somebody was interviewing Willem Dafoe about Spider-Man. And he was they were saying he's being really evasive about Spider-Man uh, 3, No Way Home, and trying to play it off like, you know, he's not a part of it. So I, I, I honestly believe that if we don't see Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, I'd be really surprised. And I think this is going to be great for both uh, previous Spider-Men because, one, Andrew Garfield kind of got the shaft. He didn't get his third movie. And those first two movies with Andrew Garfield were excellent. I don't care what anybody says. They were excellent. And, even, and Tobey Maguire, I mean, those movies are classics. Even Spider-Man 3 with Topher Grace. I mean, take Venom out of it. It's still, it's still a great movie. So I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. Um, it's just right. It's right under the Batman for me. So I, I can't wait. What are your What are your thoughts? What What kind of came to mind when you watched this trailer? Uh, well, I, you know, I broke it down. I watched this trailer like four times already, and then that might be on the lower end of some people. But I watched it four times. Uh, not too much. Not not too little. Because I really wanted to break it down because I saw what everybody else saw, right? I saw what the internet saw as, you know, Peter doesn't want anybody to know that he's Spider-Man anymore. And he goes to Doctor Strange to cast a spell to reverse what, you know, had gotten out in the last movie that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because it's ruining his life. But as he finds out, he must fuck something up and create this madness in the multiverse because he's trying to get MJ to know that he's still spider-man aunt may and his best friend ned so they're alluding to something uh something so fucked up and i want to stop there for a second do you see some of the comments online that people think dr strange is really mephisto um you know what i know there's I, i've read very little of comments i know people are kind of like frenzied over what they saw and what might be and what might not be and I don't know. I, I mean, is it possible? I don't really know too much about Mephisto. I know he was in Ghost, the Ghost Rider movie way back when with Nicolas Cage, but I don't really know anything about him. I don't know too much about him either. Um, everybody thought he was going to be in WandaVision, but it turned out he wasn't, and now everybody's probably guesstimating that he's the one that creates the multiverse of madness, and he's playing Doctor Strange there. I don't know. I hope not. I hope this really is Doctor Strange. I don't know. We'll see. Do you we'll think these 
these these events and including the TV shows, do you think this is like setting up a new saga, maybe kind of like a multiverse? I mean, sort of saga. So it was like first 19 films or whatever were, were all about Thanos's takeover. Um, but then it just seems like, you know, you're getting little snippets of this multiverse stuff, maybe not so much in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but um, you're, you're kind of starting to see these stories weave being uh, woven together. And I can really see this coming into fruition with obviously Spider-Man No Way Home and then Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness. But do you think that's kind of like starting to define what the next kind of era is, is going to be about? I think so. I absolutely think so, because you've got your avenue to get the X-Men involved, like properly with the Avengers now, if you when you start creating your new Avengers. I mean, you know, it's eventually going to be a reboot. And we'll see just different stories about it in different multiverses. You know, we're getting different stories in What If. We'll probably start getting that on, you know, the grander stage of once, once movies start making a big old comeback. Uh, there's a lots of things that they can do. Um, now, you know, this Spider-Man No Way Home is essentially opening the door for Venom 2, which, is it going to be pushed back to next year? I hear conflicting reports that it is or isn't, that it might have been delayed to 2022, but let's assume that it's going to come out in October, like I said it was going to this year. We could see some implications with Venom 2, with that, that carnage, that Venom getting intertwined who knows we might see a tom hardy cameo in spider-man 3 who the hell knows <laughs> uh, there's a lot that could happen more uh, that's true. yeah morbius uh that that's that's connected to to, to, to the to the sony verse or the, or the fox verse or i think it's a sony that's a sony movie right morbius yes yes yeah that's okay. that's that's like Spider-Man's, uh, you know, the Spider-Man universe. And they just renamed this, by the way, apparently. I don't know if you heard that. I did. I did. I saw that. Yeah, they, they re renamed it to Spider-Man Universe. Is that the official title? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. That works. I mean, I know it's shared with, with Marvel there, but who the hell knows? Now, th th this, this movie, you're right. It's pretty unprecedented, and it's going to break ground. It's basically going to open the avenues for things that we haven't seen before. And, like, cross companies essentially cross you know between let's say marvel and disney and sony to be working together on one movies i mean we've seen it already but we'll we'll see different movies intertwine i think I, I think it's big i think it's incredibly big it's going to be an event movie for comic book fans no doubt and what really got me was of course the ending the the willem dafoe as green goblin cameo really got to me even though we kind of assumed or pretty much felt like he was going to be involved in this. We all knew about Doc Ock, but it was still really fucking cool to see him show up and just say, hello, Peter, with that little smile and smirk on his face, who they could have not have picked a better actor to play Doc Ock than Alfred Molina. Can I just say that? Like, he's a perfection casting. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know, did you read more into, uh, you know, what the what they're thinking the influences for the story they talked about like a comic book called one more day did you hear about this no i did not but go on okay so the one more day storyline happens right after civil war and i um i got like an article of, about this and it says it says um when when spider-man takes off his mask because you know civil war was all about the um you know, they everybody kind of like had the the accords where they had to sign. You know, uh, the I forgot what it's called, 
but they had to sign up to enlist themselves with the government. So, you know, uh, that right. whole happened. OK, so Spider-Man thinks this is a good idea, but then it, then they talk about like the ramifications of that misguided decision continue to play out uh, in the pages of Ma The Amazing Spider-Man well after Civil War ended. Peter, Peter's worst nightmare finally came true when Aunt May was shot by an assassin by hired by Kingpin. That tragedy is where one more day storyline begins. This point, with Aunt May clinging to life and S.H.I.E.L.D. still hunting Spider-Man and his uh, fellow Avengers, underground Avengers, because he, he defects, uh, Peter decides he has no choice but to make a literal deal with the devil. The demon lord Mephisto appears in the guise of a young girl and makes Peter and Mary Jane an offer. Aunt May's life in exchange, in, in exchange for their marriage. As Mephisto explains, the only thing sweeter than a human soul is the destruction of someone's personal happiness. And I then like it says, says uh, let's see. Okay, it says, um, okay, despite being a fugitive in the defiance of the SHRA, Spider-Man is reminded by his one-time mentor, Tony Stark, that it's technically his fault that Parker's family was in such dire straits. Together, the two smartest men in the Marvel Universe and the Sorcerer Supreme pooled their resources and constructed a hybrid mechanical magical machine capable of wiping the memory of Peter's unmasking from everyone else on the, from everyone on the planet, even themselves. No one but Peter and Mary Jane remembered what really happened, though a number uh, of characters after that have since relearned Spider-Man's identity. So this is... This is part of uh, the storyline of One More Day. Apparently it comes after Civil War. And you can kind of see why people are thinking that this is an influence because, you know, it kind of makes sense. Spider-Man was unmasked and then maybe that's why people are thinking Doctor Strange is Mephisto. And so it's kind of cool. I, I, I like that. I, I hope it's not as just simple as like, you know, let's go back in time and change things. Um, like another movie did, but uh, yeah, I think this is definitely a lot more complicated, a lot more intricately uh, written as far as what we've seen. So I can't wait. And one more thing I might add about this is that what makes me fearful of this getting pushed back or delayed is when I looked at the the uh, box office total for some of the movies that have come out superhero movies that have come out last year and this year it's not good so here's a here's a comparison are you ready for this i am wonder ready let's woman, hear it wonder woman 1984 uh it came out in the theaters and on hbo max and that came out during you know on christmas last year it made like 180 some odd million dollars now in comparison the first wonder woman made 800 million dollars so, you know, here we can kind of see why maybe it's understandable uh, why Scarlett Johansson is pissed that Disney did this. Although it did make a lot more. It was like, I think it's somewhere in the 300s, 300 million. But, you know, it's like Marvel and DC movies. They make a shit ton of cash and they, you know, I mean, it's like $700 million. Like Wonder Woman probably would have lost, uh, 1984 would have lost because because of COVID. So Spider-Man Spider is probably like a tentpole film. And 
it's going to be their big gun. I mean, I don't know how they can continue to push it out because one, we don't really know when the virus is really going to end or when it's going to be better. So I don't know how they're going to handle it. It'll be interesting to see because I don't think you could do that with like Black Widow because, you know, it's whatever. But I don't think you could do it with this one. I, I hope they do. I hope they don't because the world needs happiness and this is going to make everybody happy. So, you know, life gets better and this gets better when you just live your life without worrying without fear. See, this is part of the problem to quote. um, What's his name from Jurassic Park? Life always finds a way, right? Ian Malcolm life. You should give us a Jurassic Park update at some point. I would love to if there was really a Jurassic Park update. I mean, there was that, um, I think, like, first look at it if you went and saw Fast and Furious 9, but who the hell did that? So, Oh, here's the funny thing, what I learned, speaking of Fast and Furious. Um, guess what the highest grossing film of the year is so far? Please, for the love of God. Uh, what? Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> Where the hell's my gun? No, I'm kidding. Mike, uh, you need well. to get Frosty and throw it at Tom now, I think. <laughs> no. I will, I, will, I will dodge that quick ninja skills and kick him in the shin. Watch him slap him again with a Frosty. Two of them now. Throw a Baconator at him, too. Fucking Fast and Furious 9. It, it's just... <laughs> It just goes to show you, like, like truly, truly, the 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 armpits of of each American state, you know, gravitating to the theaters to see a movie about family and about ground stomping things that make the earthquake earthquakes because uh, Vin Diesel steps on it. Like, does Vin Diesel like know any more words outside of like the ABC booklet that that he was gifted when he was twelve? Uh, like, well, like this. That's why they picked him for Groot because he knew that they knew that he could at least pronounce like you know repeat one word and it would be fine. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but we you were said, talking. Don't, about, don't say family. Just say I am Groot, and he yeah. was able to do it. And we can we could dub it over. Yeah, fucking making too much money for this bullshit. All right, so so you know you know what? Congrats. Whatever. Fast Nine is the you know highest grossing movie. In, in the pandemic era, that's that's nice. I mean, it's highest grossing worldwide, or it's the second, but the other one is like something called Hi Mom. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's a inter, uh, foreign film, but it's number oh. two worldwide. But in the United States, it's it's number one. Well, I think how we could help is by so in in I can't believe I'm going to say this, but supporting Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings because that's going to be theaters only. So if we if you want to see it and if you have the slightest interest of going to see it, it is regardless of what you think. And I'm kind of defending Marvel here and MCU specifically, regardless of what you think of the MCU or if you're a DC stand and you hate everything MCU or opposite your MCU stand and you hate everything DC supporting these comic book movies, regardless of what you think of it or not, is good for both sides. You know, if Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings ends up doing really well. That means we're going to get Spider-Man No Way Home on time. And I know both DC and MCU fans, you both want to see this movie. Like, do not fucking deny it. We we both want to see it. 
you know, Kyle and I talk about it as our Spider-Man is both our favorite Marvel character. We've got to see it. I want to see these villains return. That does well. The Flash is going to not get bumped back and it's going to do well. We're not going to get the Batman bumped back again. We should have seen the Batman already. Right? I'll, May. I'll be on a bell, I'll, you'll see me in a bell tower with a shotgun if the Batman gets bumped back. <laughs> yeah, um, so we, let's let support these movies. Yes, go ahead. Let, let me say this about Shang-Chi. Is that when I first watched, saw the trailer, I wasn't as interested. In, and it's because I'm not like into you know kung fu or martial arts. I mean, I'm not like in the Bruce Lee stuff. I mean, so sue me. But I'll say this: like uh, the more that I watched the trailer and you know uh, seen promos about it, it seems more like a Marvel movie than the Eternals. I have no interest in the in the Eternals. Like I just don't. It looks. I don't know. I mean, like like I was probably saying in the past, you could probably say, call it something different and say it's not a Marvel film and it would make sense. But I just don't have any interest in it. And they released another, I think they had released another trailer for it, but I'm like, I don't feel like watching it. But Shang-Chi actually seems like it's, you know, a Marvel movie because here you have a, a guy with superpowers, somebody you never really, you know, heard a lot about. And then you had Abomination and Wong in it. I mean, I don't. And, and the big dragon thing. I wonder if the, you know if there's going to be any connection to Iron Fist, which was a, a terrible show. I mean, it, the first season was watchable, but I did I, I couldn't do the second season. We'll, we'll say that. But um, I wonder if they're connected at all. I mean, I mean, I guess that. I mean, they keep saying that uh, Daredevil is going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. I guess everybody's going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm but... in Spider-Man No Way Home, FYI. Yeah, okay. So, you're like the random ginger character. Yes, I play ginger kid number 12. Ah. You'd be Mary Jane's brother. You'd be jealous if I was that. You could be stealth ginger. You could be Mary Jane's brother. Um... No, I would be attracted to her, so that would be weird. Probably wouldn't. Probably what? Probably wouldn't work in a Marvel story. Um, that's like a Game of Thrones thing. That's like uh, brothers. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Type of thing. Real quick to wrap up my thoughts on Spider-Man: No Way Home. Support the other comic book movies so this thing doesn't go south into 2022. Okay. Just go see Venom. You know, go see Morbius, go see whatever that's going to come out beforehand. I'm going to. And that even includes Eternals. I'm going to support that because I want to see these succeed. I want to see these movies do well. And I'm very excited. The trailer was excellent. It left me wanting more, which is good of a trailer. You know, sometimes, and we've we've made this complaint that the Batman vs. Superman trailers gave too much. I think this No Way Home tra- trailer did did all right and gave us exactly what, you know. I had some high hype for this trailer, you know, before it came out, and I was expecting maybe a little bit more. But all in all, after right, I didn't want I don't want to be spoiled until the movie if you know Garfield and McGuire are in this, and even more cameos that we could expect. So those are those are my final thoughts on that. Is there anybody else you'd want to see? You know, of the um, the five former Spider-Man movies, is there anybody else you'd want to see cameo? I'd love to see Gwen Stacy as like Spider Gwen. Um, that would be, be cool. pretty. That would be pretty badass. It kind of see her survive. Um, that'd be a sweet cameo. Obviously, the OG Mary Jane 
Watson would be excellent. Uh, and I know she was creeping around the set. Um, ooh. What about like the other Spider-Man that uh, we haven't necessarily seen in the live action? It's like Spider-Man 2099 or Spider-Man Noir. All those, yeah, that'd be that'd be excellent. Um, Spider like, Pig, Spider Pig, not the one from uh, the not the one from Into the Spider Verse. I'm talking the one from the Simpsons movie and <laughs> Spider Pig, Spider Pig. <laughs> That would that that would actually be pretty pretty incredible, especially considering Disney owns that now too. So they could just kind of finagle that that scene into there. So that's a good question. I'm just thinking of who I want to see. I want to see Venom again, but I don't want. I want to see Tom Hardy's Venom. But from like the five original Spider-Man movies, we're gonna get Doc Ock, obviously. We're we're getting Green Goblin. I don't know if I want to see Harry Osborn again. I want I want to leave that behind. Um. So, I don't know. Yeah, OG Mary Jane, Gwen, Gwen Stacy got half my votes so far because to see them paired up with with uh, Garfield McGuire again would be pretty cool. What about you? Outside of uh, outside of the normal Spider Man, I I feel like I don't know. I some people even think the Sandman is in the trailer because there's he was yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like anybody else that might be cool to see i i really want to go back and watch the old movies because i i haven't seen the toby mcguire movies in some time and um nor the andrew garfield one so i want to really go back and watch that because i think it'd be interesting i mean yes. i i really hope like you, you get like a sinister six type of thing because i feel like that's what they're going for and maybe we might get to see michael keaton again as the vulture which would be really cool because i think he did a great job um, maybe even Scorpion, because you know they had the Mac Mac Gargan who was in the first uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, is kind of like a back in the background character. So maybe it'll all kind of come to fruition uh, with that. Maybe even Miles Morales. I mean, I think that would be cool. I mean, they kind of had that cameo with Donald Glover's character who was in Spider-Man um, Homecoming. He was, I think, I don't know the exact name, but he's the Prowler. And uh, he mentioned, you know, his his nephew, which is, of course, Miles, Miles Morales. So that might be interesting, although that might make it bloated. But if they contain it pretty well and, and I'm thinking, uh, and I don't know if you've ever like there's a I forget which Spider-Man animated movie it was, or like animated show it was, but they kind of did this like a Spider-Verse where they went to different universes and you've seen different Spider-Mans, and it didn't really feel bloated. So I wonder if it's going to be something like that. Because it was actually, like, really, really well done. Okay. I recall vaguely that animated universe, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's... I have faith. You've you've got to have faith that they're going to do this well. They've, they've hyped it up so much, so... Now it's time to deliver. Now, you know, we'll get, we'll get a second trailer in a couple of months before December... And then the hype engine will be released. Let's just hope it doesn't get pushed back. I will say that. You know, we know Venom got pushed back three weeks. There were conflicting rumors that it might go into 2022. Let's hope it doesn't. Let's hope it stays exactly where it's at. What I'm loving exactly where it's at right now is switching to DC is the best thing that comic book television has going for it in Titans on HBO Max. 
So spoiler alert for episode four and possibly five coming up for Titans. Uh, we will be talking about it. You've had a chance for four, and if something slips for five, because I really liked episode five, um, so be it. You've been warned. So, Kyle, you are caught up on Titans, correct? I am all caught up. Ooh, all right. So episode four, uh, I've got to kind of rem- remember um, since I watched it last. So that this is Dick gets this is where Dick gets Scarecrow out of custody as they're moving him to a different prison. Because there was a staged, like, assassin hit saying Red Hood wants Scarecrow dead. And Dick knew from the get-go that that's bullshit. So he asked Barbara where he was going. He stole Jonathan Crane, and he drove him to this cabin in the woods where um, Batman took all the Robins to train them. And there was a couple of crazy flashbacks about Dick Grayson having to run and kill a wolf and take it back to the to the cabin and present it. And Dick had chained up Scarecrow because he knew Jason Todd or Red Hood was going to show up. So he did eventually show up and the Red Hood and Nightwing were battling each other in these deep dark woods but as they were battling each other the Gotham City Police Department took a shot at who they thought was Red Hood but it looked like they hit Nightwing instead. Um, He was fine, just a little injured. But while all this happened Red Hood escaped and so did Jonathan Crane escaped from the cabin. So um, there was also some story with Blackfire and Starfire and Beast Boy during this episode, right, Kyle? Uh, yeah, they they're on the hunt for Blackfire, and they find her in some like they find her in some like lab or some underground lab or something like that. And they they kind of didn't really give a lot of maybe I just missed it, but it it, it really didn't seem like the episode was as focused. On that as it was, you know, the Scarecrow and, and Dick Grayson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, this is their B story. The the Blackfire is their, in the Starfire feud, is their B story this season. Clearly their A story is Red Hood, Scarecrow, Nightwing, all that, all that jazz. So, yeah, they, so Starfire kept getting these, like, flashbacks or these, like, visions that she was getting from Blackfire of where Blackfire was. It was causing Starfire to freak out, but she'd decided to follow those visions and beast boy goes with her and it finds out to be this crazy like underground military lab where they're keeping Blackfire under control where her powers are subdued long story short starfire goes in confronts her fights her decides she's better off left in containment but then she decides no i have to take her with me so the last we see of them is starfire blackfire and beast boy walking out and they drive away together so Obviously, I think there's going to be more. Star uh, Blackfire is obviously a little touch of the evil, so I believe there'll be more to that story. But um, you've seen episode five. I really want to talk about five. Um, what do you think about about maybe skirting around some some spoilers? Well, uh, you know, season uh, season uh, the episode four was kind of like just pushing the story along, whereas five kind of got back on track. And you kind of see it's really about the backstory of what happened with Jason Todd and, and kind of how he became the Red Hood. One of the coolest scenes, I think, was when they're showing the flashback and you got to see some uh, notable fun items in the Batcave. Holy shit. Yes. And you see Scarecrow's mask. And I was like, I was really happy with it because it really looked fucking cool. And uh, you even see it. Well, 
I don't want to give too much away, but you see some other DC, you know, prominent DC villains, uh, you know, kind of like trinkets or attire. It's pretty cool. They're collectibles. Scarecrow call or Jonathan Craig calls Batman a collector of of these items. And um, Brad, if you're listening, you're going to love one of the cameos of Bruce's collections in the Batcave. So I'll just leave it at that. But the episode's excellent. It, you're right. It adds that backstory to Jason Todd, and you find out why he becomes the Red Hood and such a deeper story now with Jonathan Crane. And were you more creeped out by him in this episode? Because I absolutely was. Yeah, he uh, he's starting to show more of his scarecrow character because this is really the first time he's he's starting to talk about fear. And you, you kind of get to see his role in 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 the plot of the season, and and uh, you know maybe his connection with Jason Todd. And so I, I kind of like how he's a pothead. I mean, it's, it seems kind of funny, um, but but yeah, I think it's it's really starting. You're kind of seeing his motivations here. Yeah, and how about that, uh, Doctor Leslie Tompkins? Yeah, yeah that too. that too. That was cool. Yeah, that was that was that was a really good role for for her and and to fit in perfectly with with Bruce's dynamic. I, you know, out of all the episodes with Ian Glenn as Bruce, this was probably my favorite one. Really? Yeah, I I don't know. I was like able to see him as Bruce Wayne in this episode for some reason, and I think it had something to do with how he was trying to get through to Jason when he was telling him something that he couldn't do anymore. And what he called him, you know, without getting too spoilery, it's like, okay, you, you know, kind of get that human side. And especially the where they were standing, that 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 moment, that area where they were talking to each other has holds so much emotion for Bruce. It's just he was trying to recreate what he had lost and he didn't want to lose Jason. So I, I don't know. It, that was probably my favorite. I, I'm still not sold like I don't. Like if they recast, I'd be happy and I'd be okay with it. But um, that was my that was probably my favorite Ian Glenn Bruce Wayne moment. And you know what? I didn't really pick it up until you you started talking about that. But that is really a brilliant scene. That was really well done. Absolutely was. Yeah, good stuff. Titans is uh, Titans is continuing to roll, and and I, I can't wait to see what they're doing. And still, I'm starting to get I'm starting to wonder what the fuck Raven's doing. <laughs> is she ever going to show up in this season? Uh, yeah, that's, um, I, yeah, it's kind of, I feel like how many episodes are there? Hopefully multi, like 16 or something crazy like that. We're on episode five already. So I know there's more than 10. Maybe, maybe, uh, next episode you said she's like trying to resurrect Donna Troy. Yeah, she's trying to resurrect Wonder Gal Donna Troy on some Island. That's the only thing we've heard of her. So, and we did see. Well, I won't say, but uh, there was there was there was a brief cameo in, in in episode five for Titans fans. So that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say about Titans. Um, are you caught up on what if? I have, and I definitely have some thoughts about uh, this week's what if. All right, let's hear them because I I just checked it out before the podcast, and 
there's some things I loved about it and then some things I didn't like. Well, I, you know what? I thought the premise of this this uh, episode was was brilliant. I loved it. it the ending is what bothered me. Uh, <laughs> it, and I guess, like, you know, we came out on Wednesday, so do we want to, like, do spoilers, I guess, or did we just say fuck it? Ah, fuck so, it. Spoiler alert. Just fuck it. Okay. okay, so just to kind of recap this episode. This episode, somebody is killing off the Avengers, and, like, they're dying. And I thought that was pretty... It's kind of kind of shocking to see it, you know? Like, Tony Stark first uh, bites the bullet, and then you see the Hulk get exploded. It was... You know what? Let me focus on the Hulk real quick, because that scene, it was from one of the movies, but... It was kind of nice to see the Hulk be the Hulk again, where he's just, you know, fucking shit up. He's like, not like throwing tanks and and fucking taking bullets and just being a crazy enraged green monster. That's the Hulk that I want to see. We didn't see no fucking coffee shop Hulk. You know what I mean? Um, so I really like seeing that. So they're trying to figure out. Nick Fury is trying to figure out like who is killing off the Avengers. So like Tony Stark gets killed, the Hulk gets killed, Thor gets killed, and then Black Widow, and then um, and then Hawkeye. And then they find out it is Hank Pym. And I thought this was kind of lame because, you know, I don't know. It's like they kind of didn't build it up. I mean, I guess we all know the story, these stories, but it just felt like it was weak. It was like a weak transition into like who the big, it was like a murder mystery, right? But you didn't really introduce that character at, at all. Like you didn't mention him. And and like, that's part of the murder mystery. It's like, you can't figure out the mystery if you don't give us any details about who or what is going on. And it just basically said like, you know, let's write a story where all the Marvel villains get killed and then just pick some random person to, you know, that's mad at shield. I mean, everybody's mad at shield. So. Right. Yeah, this was a, I, I completely agree with you. The premise of this episode was pretty friggin' spectacular. And then I even loved when Loki invaded earth um, because he had to um, basically avenge the death of Thor and he did it very in low-key ways. And then in the end of the episode, we saw Loki had taken over Earth. And the part about the episode I hate the most is when, at the end, when Nick Fury finds frozen Captain America and says, welcome back, Cap. Captain Marvel shows up uh, behind him. And I'm like, oh, because I was I was happy when Nick Fury grabbed the pager from the 90s and threw it back in his glove compartment because I didn't want him to call Captain Marvel. I'm that much of an anti-Captain Marvel fan. Well, I, you know, obviously, I don't think it was actually Brie Larson's voice. I think they used somebody else. And same thing with Black Widow. That wasn't Scarlett Johansson's voice. It was Lake Bell, and which is an interesting choice. I mean, she did well. Uh, they could have used Laura Bailey because she's voiced Black Widow quite a bit. But, um, you know, I guess, like, again, I, I just wonder why, like, you know, they couldn't get everybody for some of these for some of these parts, but I digress. <laughs> I mean, it's right. not so it's not like that big of a deal. I mean, I wasn't that bothered that Captain Marvel showed up, but I mean, whatever. So I still feel like the second episode with with T'Challa as Star Lord is still the best one. I felt like that was the most original, the kind of the most fun. 
and um, I, you know, again, it's like every episode kind of seems like a little bit different, which I kind of like, and I, I like this show. It's a really good show, so I'm I'm happy they they did this. This is kind of cool. It's it's unique. It's different. It is. I am thoroughly entertained every week um, by what they show because it's the retelling and it's different ways they take the stories. And the more original characters that they have voice those characters in animation form, the better. So it's so it's good. And I'm very much intrigued and, and, and I like it a lot. I like it every week, uh, every Wednesday that it comes out on Disney Plus. Um, oh, by the way, Disney Plus releases. Um, I know you've got a long list of things to catch up and watch on, but Cruella is finally out on Disney Plus. I'm telling you, man, check it out. Oh, really? Wow. Yep, t- today. So they they released that and Behind the Attraction or a continuation of Behind the, the Attraction. So I don't think I want to leave my house now. <laughs> You've got yourself a lot, a lot to watch. So which is good. Behind the Attraction is good. I, I can't wait for you to, to finish up on it. I've got one more episode to go. Then we can we can chat about it next couple of episodes. So good stuff. Good stuff. Speaking of really good stuff, um, so how about so CinemaCon was just recently, right? Uh, it's like a convention for movies, I, I believe. You know, a lot some of the um, pan, you know big big movie companies get together and release some information about movies. But the thing that we care about the most is the Batman information was given, um, and there was specific things released about that so kyle i i shared this with you do you what was your what was your first like initial thoughts when i when i shared those that that description of the behind the scenes featurette that was shown to the special people over at CinemaCon? i really like the direction of this and i know i'm a fanboy but you know I like when they make it more personal. I like when they, you know, it's not just like a big action blockbuster movie. Um, so it sounds like they're really making it a really, uh, you know, it's kind of like a more of an emotional, personal story of Batman. And I, I couldn't be happier. And everything that I've heard about this movie is just like gotten me more and more excited about it. Like, I really can't wait. I really believe this might. This might be the best version of Batman we see. Maybe the, it might dethrone the Dark Knight. I mean, I can that's, really see it. That's huge. And, I, and I, I'm going to read the description that was provided by DC Update on Facebook. The featurette opens with Bruce Wayne walking through Gotham amidst chaos to ominous music. Pattinson then talks about the character of Batman. And he says, for some reason, Batman has always stood as one major character, one of the major characters of the 20th century and says this is a radically different version of the hero from other adaptations than, than Matt Reeves speaks, promising an emotional Batman movie. And Matt Reeves reiterates that the movie is not an origin story, though the Batman is inspired by the Batman Year One comic arc, who boy, from Frank Miller and David Matsuchelli, but does follow Batman in his early days. The movie footage that was shown depicts Batman beating up Gotham City goons awash in a red light as well as other action with explosions, police officers, and chaos. There's also, and this is interesting, more footage of Batman and Catwoman's fight that was teased in the teaser trailer. Uh, Robert Pattinson says he's really working out this rage. All the fight seems very personal, and Batman is shown using a variety of weapons. Further footage shows Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth, complete with a vest and white hair, and the Batmobile with flames emitting from the exhaust. The clip ends with Matt Reeves saying, 
we can't wait for you to see the Batman in theaters next year. So I agree with you, Mr. Reeves. I can't wait to see it either. So I'm glad that this description got released so we could see it. We'll probably never see the behind the scenes featurette. I don't know. Maybe they'll release it. That'd be something special. But I mean, I don't know how much more you can possibly get me hyped for a Batman movie in general, but they're, they're doing a pretty damn good job. I think it's interesting to think about that we we haven't seen a solo batman movie and when i mean solo i mean like one that's like not connected to justice league or anything multiverse we haven't seen a solo batman film in 10 years yep that's since 2012 yeah. 2012 is that and then i feel like that's such a shame i mean we've gotten a lot of batman over the years but I mean, I feel like for me, I get the most excited when it's a solo Batman film. When it just focuses on him, it's not about the Bat family. It's not about the Justice League. It's just about him. That's that's when I'm the happiest. And so, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a real. Uh, I mean, I I feel like I'm just I'm. I don't know. It's gonna be like I might camp out in front of the theater. That's hold just, up, hold up. I've got a great idea. You come out to Florida, stay crashing in in my office full of uh, Star Wars figures, and we have a we have a futon and everything set up. It's it's, it's perfect for anyone to stay, especially you. Um, and then we go see it at Disney Springs, like midnight showing or something. I don't care. Uh, I feel like that's you know what we have to do for all the big ones now. So mm-hmm. just go After. to Florida weekend for like movies, like big budget <laughs> comic book movies. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! That'd be, that'd be badass. Hell it's yeah. It's a two-hour right? I mean, it's not that bad. No. I mean, it might be a little easier if there wasn't any, you know, shit viruses flying around. But maybe maybe Just, that's who started it. Maybe Amber Heard started this when she took a big dump on Johnny Depp's bed. Just, be careful when you're putting your mask on. Make sure, because Amber Heard's been pooping in masks, too. Okay? She poops in helmets, and she shits in masks. Be careful of Amber Heard's shitting in your mask when you put it on. When you're being forced to wear a mask, be careful, okay? I feel like she's definitely the villain of Aquaman too. I don't know who the villain, real villain is, but she's probably the villain. Black Manta. Again? Well, Black Manta bar- was barely in the first Aquaman. That villain was more Orm, Ocean Master. Well, that's true. I, you know, I hope there's more than him. Although I felt like the actor and I, uh, the name escapes me. I thought he was excellent for the role of uh, black banta so i like that there's more of him uh, i hope they like introduce somebody like new too you know oh, yeah. i can't use king shark because i feel like in you know in recent years he's been more of kind of like a comedic character but um i don't know that would be kind of funny <laughs> seeing aquaman king shark show up in aquaman too just seeing him make a cameo would be pretty spectacular yeah, at least a cameo. That would be fine. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. You need some King Shark. You know you know what? I mean, I know you, you, you pine and you urge for those solo Batman movies, but what we also pine and, and urge for from DC is the Injustice storyline. And this is something I, we, I share with you kind of later in the week. But there's a rumor that the Blue, Blu-ray release of DC's Injustice animated movie is expected on October 12th. That is coming up. I hope that uh, they've paid, you know, they've done their, like, 
they took their time with this because the comic book was actually pretty long. I mean, it was a huge, huge story storyline. It wasn't just like what you saw on, you know, in the video game. The video game was just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more that happens in in the actual comic book. And I, I read the first whole major season of it. Um, and it was just one of my favorites. Absolutely. It was really, really well done. So I hope they did, they're not just kind of like, you know, uh, I, I don't know how they're just going to do it all in one movie. Maybe this is a part one. I guess it's maybe not. But I just hope they do, they do it well. Speaking of comic books, you know what I'm doing for the first time live on air? I, I seriously haven't done this yet. I just took my Batman 89 comic out of the cover, and I'm about to open in the first page. Oh, man. So the cover, I love this, that I landed this variant cover. I've got the variant cover of Michael Keaton's Batman flying down, you know, iconic grapple, and the silhouette of uh, Billy D. Williams' Two-Face in the background. It's so fucking cool. And I shared this to our Facebook group. So, boom. The first thing you see when you open this up is an ad for Stargirl on the CW. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yep. Uh, This looks good. I'm going to read this this weekend. uh, And then, yeah, I can't start looking at that now. I'm going to be distracted, and the people need to hear my voice. But, hey, breaking news. I opened up Batman 89 on air. So, boom. It is official. And I've got Brad's copy that I give to him. since he was pretty stoked about it, so I grabbed a few. Um, so we're looking forward to the Batman. Uh, Kyle, real quick, we got two more stories, and I wanted to put this on here because you shared it with me. This RPG game called Midnight Suns by Marvel. I didn't know who the Midnight Suns were, but now this freaking trailer for this video game was fucking lit. And it what made it perfect, if you ask me, my canny opinion, is the even though it was a cover, anything Metallica related, even if it's a cover used as background music for a video game trailer, is going to be a success. It really fit with that trailer. I mean, in in so many great ways, just kind of like how a Nothing Else Matters fits so well with uh, Jungle Cruise. I don't know what this game is about. I don't know if it's going to be like Avengers PS4. Please, God, hope it's not. No. Um, but, I mean... Avengers, this is a role-playing game. So, like, World of Warcraft, stuff like that. I, I hope it's not like an Ultimate Alliance, because that that just is like a mobile, like, a cell phone game now. So it's like they don't need to do that. I don't know. Oh. No, no, it's not that. This is this will be this looks to be an official release on like PS5 and Xbox. Well, I that'll be interesting, and I hope they actually like again, like you know, spend some time on it. I like that Blade is in it. I, I I'm liking the Blade love because we really don't see a lot of him, and he's one of my favorite Marvel characters. So Speak, hold on, I wanna I wanna stop you there. Speaking of PS5, can I officially welcome you to the club, sir? Hell fucking yeah. I got Welcome that PS five club. Finally. God, what feels like forever for you. It's it's a great day when you when uh you get a big box at your door and you open it up and it's a PS five. It's a great day. That came quick too. Yeah, yeah. It's um I'll 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 set a little tip for the, the listeners out there. GameStop if you become a pro member at GameStop, it's $15 for the entire year. They will email you when it's about to drop, 
and you will get first crack at it. Not only that, this is what you want to do. You want to get on the Twitter handles. Most people know about this now, but uh, go through GameStop. You get it's nice and easy, no anxiety. I mean, I got one right away, and um, I actually got another one. So, and then like a week later for my brother for his uh, birthday. So, Jesus same, Christ. <laughs> yeah. So same in the same way through GameStop. So, I mean. That's the way to do it. So get yourself so, a PlayStation 5 because it's awesome. So everybody go through Kyle to get a PlayStation 5. His phone number is 77. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if I actually gave your phone number out? Yeah, like, well, most of the, like, two people that listen to us is probably already have it, so. This is true. I could just give it out on Jedi Talk and the thousands of listeners we have. Maybe I'll do that. Anyway, yeah. moving along. <laughs> I thought I that was the never. girls talk uh, podcast. What was that? Just, is, I thought that you guys were on the Golden Girls uh, fangirl podcast. The Golden Girls fangirl podcast. Even when you try to be funny or not. Like, like, I don't get it. We're over there talking about Star Wars and important things. All things talking about Jedi and Rising of the Councils and how Grogu's awesome and and how 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 Luke uh, kissed his sister that one time, and then you're you're talking about Golden Girls, like like I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Golden Girls in my life. You have a I whole room in your apartment filled with Golden Girls material. Don't lie. Well, if your mother would just stop sending me the B. Arthur dolls, I'd be all right. But I got to display them for when she comes over. Oh, got him. Got him. Was that the first uh, official mother joke? In a while, at least. How well, on the podcast? The oh, first, pro- probably. It actually might have been. mother joke on the podcast. It actually might have been. Ah, there we go. Mark it down. 9.07 Eastern time on August 27th. The mother joke was made. Oh, okay. So, I... I, last thing that I want to ask you. <laughs> and really want to get to know your thoughts specifically because this is a branch off of a movie you don't care for and it's dc so birds of prey we all know kyle's thoughts on birds of prey um i liked it more than kyle did Uh, but black canary she is confirmed to be getting a movie journey smollett will be starring and reprising her role as black canary we're getting a movie directly for hbo max so kyle thoughts like do you want spinoff of birds of prey or you're gonna watch it because it's dc what's up I mean, like with anything else, I'll, I'll give it a chance. I mean, I think, you know, Birds of Prey, there was there were some good parts to it. I mean, they had good characters, but just the story was real flat for me for some reason. And um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, could could Black Canary hold a movie of her own? Maybe. I mean, she I mean, we saw her on, on like the CW Arrow and she was a you know great, interesting character. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, it's interesting that why they chose her. You know, they could have like really done Huntress. I think that would have been cool. Um, you know, a lot there's a lot of people that they could really choose as far as like the the female superheroes or anti anti heroes. And it's just interesting that they chose her. But uh, they could have done like one on Catwoman or Poison Ivy or one of the other ones. I mean, it's. But, you know, it's cool that they're trying something different. So, again, 
Interesting. Yeah, I'll take it. And I'm assuming we're going to get some Huntress with this anyway. The, the the actress who plays Huntress was very open to reprising the role, so that normally means that they're either talking about it or they're they're going to pull her back in. Um, so I would I would like to see that. I would like to see kind of more continuation of what we last saw of Black Canary. Um, is Zaz still alive? Maybe maybe he's involved somehow. I don't know. Maybe a whole a whole new villain. Uh, would be fun to see, but yes, anything DC, we're we're going to consume and, and we're going to see. Uh, we're going to run to and support, just like you support those comic book movies, so all of them do well. I can't scream that loud enough. Ooh, that was about a week of what happened in the comic book world. Did I miss anything, Kyle? Do do we miss anything? No, I don't think so. I think um... wow. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home is kind of like the biggest thing. Yes, that was so much fun. Um, I'm probably going to watch it again before the weekend ends. Can't wait for that movie. Can't wait for everything comic related that's coming. Can't wait to go to Universal Orlando tomorrow and check that out as an AP. I'm going to walk around like a passhole, a true passhole, and just be entitled. I'm going to be entitled. <laughs> passhole? I love it. Yeah, a passhole. <laughs> Does the annual pass allow you to go to Islands of Adventure? Or is it just for Universal? No, it's both. I can go back and forth. Oh, so you, if you wanted to take the Hogwarts Express back and forth, you could do that. Yes, sir. Absolutely could. Wow. That's pretty awesome. I'm uh, fairly jealous. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you will be coming out soon and experiencing it all in good time and good fun. But thank you for hanging around with us and listening. We have been the Fourth Mother Box. Please follow us on Instagram at Fourth Mother Box on the Instagram and Facebook Fourth Mother Box podcast group. Please look to join. I'll add you in pretty quickly. Thank you for listening. Um, we've been us. You've been you. And Kyle, leave us with some words of wisdom, please, sir, for today. Um, God, I don't even know. Let's, what, why don't you get, leave us some with with some words of wisdom? That's your I fucking stick, though. Your stick is at the end. I open it up with "Welcome into the fourth mother box," and then you end it with the words of wisdom. <laughs> That's what we fucking. Well, saying "Welcome to enter the mother box" is like doesn't take any brain power, and, and uh, there's there's like oh, no Mr. Words. Mr. Mr. No Rhythm would somehow find a way to screw it up over there. I absolutely promised you would. <laughs> Are you going to watch the Golden Girls after this? Are you going to? You know like what? I the, think I am. Okay, I'm going to make. I'm going to make Miss. I'm going to make Mrs. Kyle's mother happy and watch the Golden Girls. That, that that's my words of wisdom. I'm going to watch the Golden Girls because Kyle's mom likes it. No, she's she's not into that. She likes she likes the King and Queens. So that's like her thing. Oh, good to so, know. I'll, I'll send her the the whole season box set. There are the whole series box set. She already has it. She already has it. I know. I gave it to her last Christmas. This has been the fourth Mother Box. Bye, everybody.